What's going on and welcome to another episode of the Curious Cats podcast with me, Ricky Spears and Chris Walton. What is going on? Probably not much. Hope you're all doing as well as you can be. Hope you're all keeping those chins up. Uh, me and Chris got a chance to catch up today, uh, not under our normal circumstances. We did this over Zoom, so apologies for the average audio. I can change a couple of things for next time though and hopefully make it a little bit better because um, we're going to do more of these during this uh, stay-at-home period. But today we're really just catching up with each other. Um, I think the main topic we cover is staying staying well during lockdown, not gaining weight, not going mad, that sort of thing. Uh, hopefully you can get something from it. I'm going to try and get some other guests on soon and talk about some things other than other than the virus that we're all probably getting a bit fed up with. But for now, you'll have to put up with me and Chris talking our usual nonsense. Please enjoy. All right, mate. Well, how are you anyway? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Um, do you know what? I've spent like the last couple of weeks just in a bit of a whirlwind, pretty stressful actually with the business and stuff. Yeah, I was um, going to start. I was going to start with the business and asking how things were and what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Um, well, long and short of it, mate, is that we've had to shut completely, um, and that's not as simple as just sort of locking the doors and telling people they can't come in um, because of the size of the place. Now, there's, you know, we've got forty employees. Well, some of which are employed, some are. Some are self-employed, but we, you know we're looking after them all, um, and they've just gone from being very busy to having zero work whatsoever. Yeah. So that first week was um, largely about making decisions aimed at protecting them and the clients and the business, whilst the government um, made all these changes to legislation and brought out these packages for employed and self-employed, um, which in fairness to them, I think they've done a great job considering that, you know, to usually to create a budget, it takes them months and months on end. And then yeah, they've, right. had to, they've had to do this in a matter of weeks. It was weird, wasn't um, it? It was literally like everyone was just waiting on a, com- a yeah. press conference every day to find out what the fuck they're going to do. Yeah. From, from everyone's, self, everyone's self-employed to businesses, the lot. I mean, the most exciting part of my day is still that press conference at like five o'clock each day. <laughs> I was chatting to my mate the other day and he said exactly the same at half five or five. That's his thing. He gets himself a glass of wine and sits down to watch that press conference. Mate, that's exactly what I do. Glass and mouth it. Yeah. And get prepared for it. I'm, I'm watching that like teenagers would tune into Love Island. Like, that's my Love Island. <laughs> Um, but but of course in those in those early weeks like right at the beginning of this um all businesses were having to like make serious business decisions that were then invalid 24 hours later yeah right so it's, it was so difficult because you're sending out emails to your client base and communicating with your staff um and and trying to formulate some kind of strategy <clears throat> of which we've never had to deal with before no one has um, and then 24 hours later, things change again. You know, when we were, you know, the rules um, and legislation haven't been very clear. And that's no one's fault because, you know, this this data that they're getting has been changing so quickly as well. Um, but, you know, one minute 
we were allowed to open, but we had to be distancing to like one or two meters. The next minute you could train outside. Yeah. The next minute, you, you know, you mm-hmm. could train people at their home, but not outside. And, and things just changed so quickly. Um, and I think because of that sort of lack of clarity with, you know, where people were going to get their next paycheck from, people were not being reckless, but people had to stay open because there yeah, was no... carried on. Yeah, there was no alternative. Um, and, you know, you, it, when, when you have to tell someone that they have to choose between you know, staying indoors and doing the right thing and, and making sure that this, you know, blows over as quickly as possible and paying their bills, people are going to choose to pay their bills because yeah. everyone's looking like, out for number one. With, excuse the cliche, especially when it's like an invisible enemy as well. It's like no one can really, especially if you're not in hospitals and you're not working in the NHS, you can't really see this fucking thing happening. Yeah. So yeah, know. well, I <laughs> I think especially as well that there's there's still groups of people myself included touch wood that haven't really been affected um in terms of obviously we've been affected by our business massively but in terms of like the health of family and friends and people i know you know i'm I'm still i still don't really know people who have been affected by it um and i'm sure that will change but you know i know people have had it yeah i mean that's that's the other stinker is that you know so many people have probably had it um and just experienced either really mild symptoms or no symptoms yeah um and so it's a bit you know it's easy you know some people certainly people who haven't really read into it or don't really know the like economic and global implications of it are like oh it's just flu you know i don't know what all the fuss is about um and it definitely most categorically isn't just flu yeah um you know so making comparisons to like death rates of other illnesses is, is just it's just nonsense really yeah i think i think that's kind of stopped now though hasn't it i think people have yeah it's undeniable the uh the size of it so yeah you guys like think got, so you've got a load of staff i guess we're kind of settled now aren't we the, the government have put the massive package together we all kind of know where we're at whether you're employed or self-employed um, come what is it June? I guess all your self-employed can now, um, or no, sorry, come they, they they can get paid and you can then get um, your staff wage cost back from the government. Yeah, well, it, it, I guess it's it, it, our, our company is probably not too indifferent to other gyms um, in that we have a number of staff that are employed and those guys will have eighty percent of their wages furloughed. Um, so, um, I mean, no one even had heard of this term furloughing before, yeah. like, three weeks ago. So it's new to all of us. Yeah, I think it has. Um, but, we're, you know, we're essentially, the, the, the number of people who, like, agree to that will then just go home and self-isolate and not do any work. And the government will pay 80% of their wages up to, I think it was two and a half grand a month. Um, yeah. And I believe that that will start from the end of this month, maybe sometime in May, um, but will be backdated to the 1st of March. Now, of course, the problem in that, I mean, that's in my opinion, that's a, that's a great um, compromise, a great package from the government. I think they've done an amazing job there. Um, you know, And if you're being furloughed, um, 
you know, I'm not, I don't want to make light of it, but you're going home and you're not having to work for three months and you're still getting 80% of your wages. Yeah. You know, I, I, in terms of the effects of a pandemic, you know, financially, I think you can't complain about that. Yeah, that yeah. They don't, they don't yeah. have to do anything. Um, I think 80% is a very generous um, figure. And, yeah. uh, 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 but I mean, the only problem, I guess, for, for some companies is in, in that case is cash flow because we're still having to pay that money. The government aren't paying that now, you know. Yeah. So, in order for your staff to pay their bills between now and when that money is received, you have to front that cash yourself. So, there still is a burden on the businesses to be able to, to sort of front that money. Yeah. Um, and on the flip side of that, you've got the, the self-employed people um, who the, the, the deal came considerably later, um, you know, and there was a massive uproar about that um, because, again, it's just uncertainty. If you don't know what's coming, then that's what causes panic. And that's why people were still going out and going to work because there was no alternative provided to them. Yeah. Um, but the difficult, you know, if you think from a the perspective of the like treasury and the chancellor that that is an incredibly incredibly difficult package to deliver yeah you know um it's no, it's nothing like delivering that the money through paye that's a very simple calculation because they they know how much you're paid and that doesn't generally vary from month to month. Yeah. If you're self-employed, like you know, it's, it's just it would take an incredible amount of admin and speculation to figure out, you know, who's owed what. You know, some some people, dare I say, it, in in this um, in this environment, are earning more money than they would have been. You know, some self-employed people, not a huge amount given, but you know, how do you differentiate? No, I, don't, I don't. I don't think that's true, is it? Because they look at your previous three years, and it's an average, right? Up, yeah, up to, but the, up to two yeah. and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But those people are still allowed to work, you know. So, say for example, your um, your business is a like food delivery company, for argument's sake. You're self-employed. You're doing it as a sole trader, delivering food, and your business has gone through the roof now. Yeah. Right. Um, and you were doing fairly well before, you still have the capacity to earn money more so than you were earning, and you will still be able to collect that money when June comes. So you'll be getting double bubble. And and I'm I'm not saying I disagree with that, but what about the person, the sole trader, whose business has gone to zero? Yeah. Um, What about the the sole trader who started within the last 12 months? Yeah, that's that's a... you know, what about the sole trader who'd had a bad couple of years and in the last six months his business has gone through the roof? You know, this is why it's just so complicated for people because, and, and I, I don't know the answer to it and I don't even necessarily think there needs to be one, but it it's not the same deal for everyone. No. Um, and, you know, that 5% of people he said he wouldn't be covered, it's still hundreds of thousands of people who... Um, are in a really, really horrible situation. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the solution is here, but um, I, I'm, I'm very grateful that they've allowed people to still try and earn a living and even still claim that money back because um, lots of people's businesses have changed entirely 
but there are still avenues to earn revenue. Yeah. Um, you know, ours included, you know, we can no longer train people face to face, but, um, you know, we, we've pivoted and are now offering these online training sessions um, and are doing fairly well. Like, well, I say fairly well, like it's better than earning no money at all. Yeah. So people um, are take, taking you up on that and they're still, they're doing virtual personal training and, and paying for a session like that. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the, what we've done with it, we, we've, we've now changed to give the trainers the lion's share of the money. Um, and the, the money that we're taking from the sessions is going towards, you know, making sure that there is a business to come back to Yeah. Um, at, at the end of it. Um, you know, we don't want to ever have to let anyone go. And so, um, you know, it, lots has changed, certainly in the way we're remunerated. Um, and, you know, this is when directors of businesses have to, like, take the brunt of this themselves. Yeah. You know, it's, um, you know, you have to take the rough with the smooth. And so, you know, financially for us, we're, we're having, we'll have an absolute stinker. Yeah. Um, you know, especially because as, as a director, you can... Uh, you know, most most directors of companies will pay themselves a small amount of PAYE and the rest in dividends, and so you're not co- you're not covered at all by these government schemes. Um, you'll know this from being a, a director of a limited company. Yeah. Um, and well, you so can, you can furlough yourself, though. You you can, but only for the amount of money that you're paying PAYE. Yeah, you'll get for about five hundred quid a month if you're doing what most directors are doing, right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which doesn't go a long way. Uh, um, and and really, then you are not allowed to. You are no longer allowed to work. Yeah, that one's um, a bit. That one's pretty. I'm not sure. I, I'm, I'm with you. That I think they've done an amazing job. But the ones where you're not allowed to work, let's say, for example, I now furlough myself so I can claim five hundred quid a month. They're yeah. telling me as the director of a company, I'm now not allowed to do anything. So you're saying I can't well, be emailing about what we might do. Um, up at Wimbledon now that's been cancelled you're saying I can't email about next year for the Olympics and things like that that's that's uh, I'm well this this again like just reply because, sorry furloughed yeah because because they've had to do this so quickly I think the legislation still isn't really in place so that is a grey area yeah. um, you know from what I've from what I've read you can still perform your duties as a director to keep your business running um the like you know the legal sides of things um, and the accounting um but you are no longer allowed to trade um what that exactly means i don't know um but yeah if you if you're if you're furloughed really you shouldn't be working right yeah how have you found um the whole thing personally like with with the business and worrying about well, worrying about the whole thing and the stress of it. Um, it's it's been a bit up and down, to be honest. It's difficult to see many, many years of hard work be sort of ripped away from under your feet and, yeah. and without catastrophizing it. You know, it, it, one minute I'm like, it's not that bad. It's going to be a few months and we'll we'll be back in business or everything's good. Yeah. And on the other hand, you know, when you've got, you've still got multiple thousands of pounds worth of bills coming out and, and no 
real substantial way of um, getting any revenue in. Yeah. Um, I think the, t- the tough the tough thing for everyone, bar no one, is the uncertainty. Yeah. You know, if you know if you know how long you're in prison for, so to speak, you can you can get yourself in a in a, in the right frame of mind to you've got an expectation of how long you're going to be there for. You can deal with it. You know when the end is coming and you can manage your time. And I'm not for one second comparing this to prison, but um, there's aspects of it that are the same. You know, we're we're being asked to put our lives on hold entirely um, with no set end date in sight. Um, uh, And, you know, bitching and moaning about that is going to do fuck all because no one knows when this will end. So you've just got to stop whinging and crying over spilt milk because there's nothing you can do about it. But then there's times when you're like, oh, come on, this isn't fair. Yeah. Um, so uh, now, like as of sort of this week, I've been like, I've had a bit of a word with myself and I was like, there are people dying yeah. unexpectedly before their time. There are half a million NHS workers that are having to pour every ounce of their energy um, into providing for other people whilst putting themselves in a lot of danger. Yeah. Um, you know, there are people in far, far worse positions than me sat at home in my nice house with my beautiful girlfriend and my pets, like, you know, just being able, yeah. um, uh, So just dry your eyes, Chris, basically (laughs) was the conversation I had with myself. Um, I've found it, I don't don't know if you found it, so I think you you did say it then, it's up and down. Like you could have a couple of days where you think you've got your head around it and you think it's all good and you kind of put it to rest that you don't know where your next bit of income's coming from or when that's coming and you're kind of all right with that and then the next day like there's yeah the anxiety sort of comes back and you're like fuck well what am I going to do like what's July going to look like and what's August fuck I can't survive that long it's weird yeah the anxiety does sort of come and go doesn't it I found absolutely yeah yeah it's it's just ups and downs but I mean I think the other thing that doesn't help is that when we do you know, even if we had a set date for when this isolation would end, we won't be walking straight back into a world that was um, that was anything like it was before. Yeah. Uh, and you know, for for us in particular, I, I, I think that the the fitness industry um, will come out of this slowly. Uh, uh, you know, fitness industry and cafes and restaurants are going to be the last sort of businesses that open up again. Um, yeah. And I, I, I imagine that and events, yeah, and events impressed. actually, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The first to go. I, I imagine that there will be like quite a few stipulations as to how we can operate our business. Um, and but you know, one thing is for certain, Rick, and that is that this will not last forever. Um, this too shall and, pass. Yeah, um, and uh, what I'm trying to do, and it's easier said than done, is uh, you. Sorry, I've just got to let the dog out of this room because he's kicking off. He's had enough. Back. Can you hear me? Yeah. Don't just stare at me there. (laughs) Well, you was halfway through (laughs) making a point. (laughs) 
um, yeah, what I'm tr- what I'm trying to do is it's easier said than done. Is um, come out of this better? Yeah. Um, in in one way or another, I think I, that with me is such a fine line between you know coming out of this speaking fluent Spanish, you know, <laughs> having read about a hundred books, wearing a monocle. Yeah, and coming out with a severe alcohol problem. Yeah. Um, so that is that is a seriously uh, thin line. Um, but yeah, I, I think, and I think it's worth talking about today, ways in which people can do that. Yeah. What um, is it? What What do you want to achieve during this sort of forced downtime? Then, have you have you have you thought about that? Actual tangible things you want to come out with. Yeah. I have. I mean, I spent. I must admit, I spent the first. What are we on? Week two. Is week? Is it week two? I think week so. Three. Uh, I, I spent the first sort of portion of this isolation dealing with the business, um, yeah. and and to to a degree, we're still we're still doing so. Um, I think you know when when we're furloughed, that's going to absolutely have to change, but. Um, the first week we were operating as normal and um so there was a lot to do you know a, a huge amount to do you know and and the priority for me is is looking out for my staff yeah. and making sure that they have a job to come back to and that they have a roof over their head and that they can earn income throughout this so now that we've we've put that all in place um can think about myself a little bit more um you know, there's the first thing, and I, I can kind of quite neatly prioritise what I want from this. And the first thing is to maintain a degree of health and fitness. Yeah. Um, because for me, without any form of training, my mental health goes to shit. Um, um, my mood, should I say, more than anything, my mood, my brain chemistry, my motivation, without, without looking after myself, you know, I could it could go exactly the wrong way. So uh, my priority is to stay in shape. Right. Right. Um, And I'm doing that by providing, I don't know if you've seen, but we're doing live work. I think Alison's been doing it actually. Live work workouts every day. Um, And in the first portion of the isolation, I was doing sort of two of those a day. Now, thankfully some of the, my colleagues are doing them with me. Um, So that was helping that was helping to you know, keep my fitness up um, and then doing at least an hour of walking, running, cycling. Mind you, I haven't cycled at all, but um, just moving around yeah. is my next priority, you know, just to keep moving. And luckily we've got the dog. And so Liz and I have been out, you know, every day for at least an hour with the dog. Nice. Um, so that is the second bit. The third, the third bit of it is is a bit harder, um, and this requires a bit more discipline. And that is to like sit down and learn something. Yeah, that does um, require a lot because, of discipline. Yeah, because I've got like a massive list of books that I've been wanting to read for a long time. Um, you know, and we've talked about reading before. We're both big readers, um, and. Now people are basically saying you've got as much time as you need to read. Um, And that's great. But sometimes I feel, um, do you know what? I feel guilty about not working. And I've had this for my whole career. If I'm like, I really struggle with downtime. Yeah. Um, 
you know my you know sitting down and watching telly is is stressful for me uh, you know because because I feel like I should be doing something else yeah. I think a lot of a lot, a lot of entrepreneurs will will resonate with that yeah um and that is something I definitely need to work on so now that this all of this time has been thrust in front of me to to do it um I find myself like just thinking that I should be perhaps working on the business. It's or, mad, or isn't help. it? The procrastination yeah. can kind of go up with downtime for some reason. Yeah, mine definitely has. Yeah, same as. Um, so I think the what's the solution to that? The, I guess Stand, is standing in front of the fridge, just staring at it. I mean, I, I must, <laughs> without without exaggerating, I must go to the fridge. I'd love to to have an actual number, but it, it, it's triple figures every day. And the contents, the contents of the fridge does not change. So I'll look, I'll look in there, and I'll be like, I'm off, I right fancy that that yogurt. No, I love it. I love it in an hour or so. I'll go back, and then and then two or three hours later, I'll go and have it, Rick. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so you want to so you. Sorry, back to the last thing about learning something or reading or Yeah. Um, have you got have you got something specifically you have said, right, I am gonna take this course or I'm gonna learn that, or books you have picked up or now been a bolt and said, I'm actually gonna start reading that or finish it or Yeah. I've got lists and lists of books that I want to read. Um and I, I we've we've talked about this before. I'm I'm a Kindle man, so I um I spent about an hour on Monday just getting the samples for about 15, 20 books. Right. Um, and what I like to do is judge them within like five pages of reading. Okay. And if I'm not, if I'm not into it in the first five pages, then I, then I'll move on to something else. Um, but yeah, I've been, I've been trying to read, I guess around a few different topics. The, the one thing I want to improve on is leadership. Uh-huh. Um, I think even though there is no business to lead as such at the moment, it's probably more important than ever. Yeah. Um, for me, particularly. Um, another thing I wanted to get, you know, more literate with is marketing, um, specifically digital marketing. Yeah. Um, seems to be uh, <laughs> like the number one way we're generating any prospects now is is digitally um, and that wasn't the case when we started this business um, so getting more knowledge of that I don't want to be a, an, a you know we have people that help us with that who are experts at doing it um, yeah. but it'd be it, I, and, and I have a small amount of knowledge on it but it'd be nice to be able to help them with the strategy for that given that I'm the expert in inverted commons in what we're marketing. Um, yeah, yeah. So, um, and then, I, I mean, one book I've re- reread actually um, is that Atomic Habits by James Clear. Okay. Um, I'm, and then I'm trying to reread a few of the, the books that I've taken a lot from in the past. I don't know if anyone else does this, but I'll read a book and then, I'm loving the content and then I'm highlighting shit and 
I think that is like it really resonates with me and it can be really useful in everyday life. And I am certain that I'm going to remember it and use it. And then and then I see something shiny in the corner of the room and then I'll be off doing something else <laughs> and I'll completely forget about it. So for me, it's really valuable to, to read things that I have um, highlighted as being useful. I probably still won't use it, but. Yeah, I was thinking that as of the other day. So I've been doing audio book. For some reason, I'm struggling to actually pick up a book. I've got a, a pile of books that I've pulled back out, ones that I've bought and not read. Yeah. But for some reason, I'm not picking the bastard up. So what I've been doing is I've, I've, I use Audible, so audio books, and I've been going for a walk and listening to the audio book. And then, then I start getting anxiety. I hear, hear something in the book and I'm like, that's golden. I need to write that down. I can't write it down. I haven't got anything. And then... Before I know it, I'm distracted and worrying about retaining that information. Because I do, I like that to make, a, if you're reading a book, you can stop, think about what you've yeah. just read, maybe make a note and then carry on. But with an audio book, it kind of tends to go out of your mind a bit. Yeah, a lot of like books about habits and improving psychology and um, procrastination and like strategy and things within the books they have like exercises don't they they're like right yeah. stop write down this write down that yeah um and put it on paper and, I, and you can't do that necessarily you can't necessarily do that even with um a kindle i guess you i mean what i would suggest for you rick is to when you go for your long walks to take a uh, clipboard okay and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that could work yeah and yeah. tie a highlighter pen around your neck on a bit yeah. of string oh nice yeah okay. um, yeah and just stop that's and make I, a note. Yeah, that's what I'd suggest. <laughs> but I hope that I don't get arrested in the meantime. Yeah, just I'm, uh, I'm into, which, which you, you might like, actually, um, particularly being that you're into leadership, um, A Ride of a Lifetime, which you may have heard of. No, talk Ride to of me. a Lifetime. It's by Bob Iger, who is the ex-CEO of Walt Disney Company. He's only just stepped down in... in the last few months, I believe, actually. So he was, he was with the company when they bought Marvel, when they bought Pixar, um, when they bought Star Wars, right back till he opens the book, actually, which is very intense, um, talking about uh, one of his early, early obstacles, not obstacles, but crises in the company, um, where he was just opening Disneyland Shanghai, and then I don't know if you remember in the news, but there was a child taken by an alligator at their Florida park. Right, yeah. And he was just about to open Disney Shanghai and go on stage and do this big opening ceremony. And then he got a phone call to say that that had happened. It's just the most intense opening opening chapter um, about how he had to deal with that just before opening this park and and how bad he felt and how um, he had to stop everything he was doing. And he couldn't concentrate until he phoned the family involved and all this, but... Um, Christ. Yeah, there's there's some great stuff in that book about um, sort of crisis management and stuff like that. Yeah, he is. I, I see. He just he just donated his dividends, didn't he? Did he win? Um, yeah, like fifty million dollars, I believe it was. He's worth like half a billion dollars, Bob Iger. Is he really? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's crazy, isn't it? To see how much. Um, your man from Amazon, Bezos, has just donated like a hundred million as well, hasn't he? Is he really? Yeah. Well, he's probably made a fair amount of that in the last few weeks. Yeah, they've 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 definitely seen an increase, haven't they, in their business? There's a good uh, yeah. there's a good article on that Inc. Actually, I get them 
emails you'd probably like um, about a letter that um, uh, Bezos sent to all his staff, like sort of a reassurance kind of thing. Yeah, I read it. Yeah, yeah. it's quite good, isn't it? Yeah. It's good for that, actually, Inc. That's got loads of good articles on leadership. Yeah. I haven't been on there for a while. I used to have the app, actually. Yeah. Um, I might I might re-download that. Have you, um, yeah. have you sort of put together a, a daily routine that you're sticking to? Um, well, Liz, my other half, for those who don't know, um, she's like much, much more organised than me. Right. Um, in fact, she's given me more jobs than I had when my business was open. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we've got we've got a routine. Are, are those jobs but, just like pick your washing up off the floor, though? Or uh, well, the, the jobs that she she's given me are things like like sweeping the front drive and like gardening out the back and yeah. you know clearing stuff up all things that actually are quite satisfying dare I say it when yeah. you've done them um, uh, and things that when you are just living normally you just put off don't you there's always yeah. something better to do yeah. um, I, I must admit I'm actually starting to quite enjoy this time yeah I was going to um, ask things you're I'm trying about. Yeah, I'm trying to because I've come to terms with just that it's a shit situation and that lots of people are in a much shitter situation than I am. Um, And I'm trying to express some gratitude for being able to spend, you know, time with Liz and time at home, like reflecting and thinking about what you really want from life. Um, And don't get me wrong, it's, it's, I'm not, sat here all zen all day like meditating and um you know with it with candles all around me that's not that's not how I work but but I am I am feeling grateful yeah which is Um, funny isn't it because I think that's um I I reckon that's quite a a common thing that people are experiencing a little bit of now like for example our back garden never liked it always picked holes in it it's just loads of paving loads of shingling, yeah. loads of concrete that i don't really like but now all of a sudden i'm so grateful for our garden it's 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 mad and i'd imagine a oh, lot that's of people cute. <laughs> you call me cute again matt i will come down this fucking laptop <laughs> i would love to punch you right in the nose I'd, right do you know what i would yeah i'd have a really good fight with you actually right now that's something i'm missing yeah Get physical contact yeah, yeah. Far in your stupid face. I mean, yeah, funny you say that, though. It, it, I actually it really do miss being, like, able to be around people. Yeah. And that's only going to get, that'll get much worse, I imagine. It's, it feels like, it feels like a long time ago that you were able to just go and, like, walk around the shops or just go for a coffee yeah. or just punch, punch your mate in the face. <laughs> um, no, I do, I do, yeah, I must admit, I do miss... I do miss the gym and you know yeah. you know being around people because um you just take all of that for granted don't you I think that's the one good thing that might come of this is that you know people it, it's 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 been a proper leveler isn't it so yeah. it doesn't matter if you're rich or poor successful or unsuccessful in your own however you would determine that busy not busy employed yeah. unemployed everyone is now worrying about where their food comes from yeah yeah 
you know, and and their health and the health of their family. And I think that that is going to be a bit of a leveler for people. Yeah, definitely. It's just, I think we just got, you know, just trying to take positives from this. You've got to come out of this to better person. Yeah, I'd like to think most people will, unless you, uh, but then again, it's easy for us to say because we're into that sort of thing, but there's, I don't know, don't, don't really want to think about the poor people that will actually fucking go rapidly downhill because of this. Well, mental health is the is the real, um, it's, that's that's the thing that really, people are really going to struggle with, those that were struggling with it anyway and loneliness and, yeah. you know, that, 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 that's where there's going to be some sad stories, I think. Yeah. So what? Uh, how are we all going to not be fat after this, mate? Because boredom eating is real. Yeah, this is something, I, I mean, I, I recorded a video on this yesterday, which I'm going to put up on um, the um, Instagram page, I think, today or tomorrow. Um, it's a question we've been getting from a lot of people is, two questions, actually. The first one is, you know, how am I going to stay in shape? Uh, and not get fat and the second one is how am I going to maintain the strength and fitness and muscle mass that I had you know we've got thousands of clients that have spent lots of time and energy and money getting into like a good physique and you know we're coming up to that time of year that people are sort of like taking layers of clothing off and are very mindful about their appearance yeah and this you know this is usually a really busy time of the year for us um, and now they're, you know, they're not being able to do it through the same mediums as usual. Um, and the answer to it is, is actually really quite simple. Um, if we, I mean, the first one, how to not put on fat, um, I would, I would break down into four points, um, or four strategies, should I say. Number one is to make sure that you are moving enough just move around enough like a large portion of the calories that we burn each day much much larger than the portion that comes from exercising in the gym is um from just fidgeting moving around walking going up and down the stairs standing at your desk playing with the kids, washing the car, whatever it may be. And, you know, whilst the government are putting a limit on the amount of time that we can go out, or are they? I don't even know if they are putting a limit on the time you can go out each day. No, I don't think so. It's supposed supposed to be one one period of exercise a day, isn't it? But they haven't stipulated how long for. Okay, in which case, there is no excuse for people not to be moving around enough. You know, um, uh, if you have a like smartwatch or a step counter pedometer sort of thing, wear it. Um, uh, if you haven't, all all phones have a, a health app on now, which will track your steps. You know, it's not the best tool because you, you haven't got your phone on you all the time. But um, you know, aim for fifteen plus thousand steps a day. Yeah, and you're going to be really upping the amount of calories that you're burning just from being alive and moving around. Um, And now we've spoken about this in the past, that there is no one in the history of the world ever who hasn't lost fat in a calorie deficit. So if you burn more calories than you consume, you lose fat. There are no exceptions to that rule. Um, 
don't get me wrong, some people find it harder to achieve that calorie deficit. You know, uh, a 21-year-old, six-foot-four personal trainer with 10% body fat um, is going to burn more calories than a 50-kilo sedentary office worker. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that being said, if both of them achieve a deficit, both of them will lose fat. You know, yeah. so how do, how do we achieve a deficit? The two ways of doing that are to eat less food or burn more calories. Yeah. So if we are upping our steps, moving around more than we typically would before this isolation, then the number of calories we're going to be burning through moving, uh, a concept we call NEAT, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Don't need to remember that. Um, that is a fancy term for just fidgeting and moving around more. Um, then we know that that number of calories we're burning is going to be higher. Okay, so that's step one. Step two is to be maintaining some kind of control over the foods that we're consuming. Um, now, there's two aspects to this. The first is that, yeah, it's harder now to control the regularity of food consumption because we're indoors all day. Um, yeah. And if you're anything like me, a lot of your day is structured around when you're next going to be eat, eating. Yeah. Right? So, so a lot, you know, that, that's on my mind a lot is, is, is people eat out of boredom um, and just something to do. Yeah. So I think the two, the two strategies there are, um, firstly, like we said earlier, create some kind of schedule that is based around something other than food, you know, periods of reading, taking a course, doing a home workout, um, you know, spending time on Zoom or Skype, talking to loved ones, um, you know, doing your gardening, anything that's going to create structure that isn't about eat, eating food, that's going to help. Yeah. So being organised. Moving um, more has got to be, the for me, I'd say the, the bigger key because there's not much, we're going to have to face facts. We are going to get a bit bored. Um, yeah. When you lose a lot of your social um, abilities like we have, food is still a big go-to for all of us, right? We've, yeah. We, like, even though it's the weekend and the weekend doesn't mean much anymore, we're still going to have something nice to eat tonight, probably have our cheat meal you know, Saturday yeah. night, Friday night. So the the calories are still gonna still gonna be there. For me, the key is just moving a hell of a lot more. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and it's a great you've got a great opportunity to do that. I mean, let's not forget some people are still having to work normal jobs, but just from home. Yeah. Um. You know, so that that's a tough gig because yeah, you're no longer having to walk to the station, walk between the train and the office. You know, you are literally just getting out of bed and going to your desk. Yeah. For those people, they should be standing at their desk as much as possible. It doesn't mean all day, but stand at your desk um, makes it much easier for you to up that number of calories you burn from through need because you're going to be moving around on the spot, you know, fidgeting, standing just burns more calories than sitting anyway. Yeah. Um, and so those guys are going to have to pay real particular attention to the amount of movement that they include outside of their working hours yeah. and, um, and the foods that they consume. Um, you know, a, a really nice strategy I've, I've employed in the past um, with clients is for those that are working from home is to just set a timer on their phone 
um, for 15 minutes and every 15 minutes perform one set of body weight exercises. Um, you know, and you can just write yourself a list of body weight exercises. If you go onto our Instagram page, there's hundreds. Um, and every 15 minutes, one set. Yeah. If you're, if you're at a desk, you can spend 20 seconds, 30 seconds doing a set of exercise every 15 minutes. Everyone can do that regardless yeah. of what job they're in. Don't get me wrong. If you're in a conference call for an hour, you do two sets the next 15 minutes. You know, you yeah. might have to move it around a bit, but everyone can do that. And if you start carving that into your daily routine, um, it will drastically increase the number of calories you're burning. Yeah. Um, the, 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 the second aspect, if we go back to food, is, um, you know, a, lo- a large portion of our choice and um, um, a really large portion of the calories that we, or all of the calories that we now burn that we have no control over, like um, food that we consume in restaurants or at shop, you know, fast food yeah. or at cafes, um, have now been eliminated from the diet. So now is the easiest time ever to accurately or as accurately as possible track the intake of your calories. And what we do with ca- uh, with clients um, who are looking to rapidly lose body fat is we get them to track everything that they consume. Yeah. Um, and the two limiting factors for that typically are, one, they haven't got time. They're very busy. They're working. They're all over the show. They're stressed. We've now got a lot of time. Yeah. So that's no longer an excuse. And secondly, um, they eat at restaurants and they eat out in places where you can't accurately determine the content, the calorific content of your food. Now you can. Yeah. Now you can track everything. Um, you know, I would use this time, certainly if people are looking to lose fat. Don't get me wrong. It's not the best time to be doing a transformation, but yeah. it's certainly, certainly possible. Uh, myself and Liz, we're doing this now. We started this this week, um, uh, an isolation transformation, we've called it, um, yeah. just, to show, just to show people how it's done, um, which we'll be posting on as well. Um, but if you, if you really serious about keeping your fat down or even losing fat during this period, tracking your intake of calories is going to go a long way towards helping you do that. Um, you know, nearly everyone overestimate, underestimate, sorry, how many calories they consume. Yeah. Just simply tracking your food and you've done this, Rick, just simply tracking your food is an education yeah, um, and, and, and it will, and it will put you in really good stead. You know, if you know that you're only consuming 1500 calories a day or 2000 calories a day, whatever your um, required number is to create a deficit. And then you know that you cannot be putting on fat. Yeah. yeah. Um, it also helps um, not just underestimating how much you're eating, but how much calories are in certain things. Like yeah. first, first I started tracking calories I was shocked that, I actually measured how much olive oil I put on a salad. And that's something where most people think they're being really healthy, right? Having having a decent amount of olive oil on a salad. Then I actually looked yeah. at how many calories was in that amount of olive oil. And I was like, shit. Same for yeah. peanut butter. Oils, butters, nuts. Yeah, they're all, they're all really like calorie dense. Um, you know, that brings me on actually quite nicely to like the foods that you should be eating. So say, for example, and this this, this applies whether you're tracking your calories or not. The next most important thing 
is to be eating nutrient dense foods. And we talk about this all the time. You know, people, you know, when people say a calorie is a calorie, it isn't as simple as that. You know, um, you know, a hundred calories from um, veg from broccoli, for example, is very different to a hundred calories from a pint of beer or a block of chocolate. Yeah. Now, now, whilst you would you would lose fat in a deficit, regardless of which calories you're eating, you're much much more likely to be able to achieve a deficit with nutrient dense foods. Um, and the reason. Um, well, nutrients, specifically vegetables, um, because to eat 100 calories of broccoli would fill you up so much more than 100 calories from chocolate, for example, because there is so much more in terms of volume. Yeah. Um, and satiety is really important. If you feel full, you're no longer looking to consume food. Yeah. And that doesn't always apply, certainly now where, where we're eating out of boredom. But generally, if you're full, you're not going to eat anymore. And, and so foods that are nutrient dense uh, are typically going to fill you up more than, than foods that aren't. Uh, not, not to mention the, the health benefits of eating a wide variety of fruit and vegetables and lean meats and fishes and um, complex carbohydrates. Um, nutrient density is super important. So for those who aren't tracking their calories, I would suggest um, making sure they're eating enough protein certainly protein fills us up much quicker has has a higher thermic effect sorry go for maintenance yes protein so well actually i think i'm just about to answer my own question but would you keep keep your protein the same for maintenance as as if you if you were trying to gain no or or if if you were trying to uh so for example where i was dieting Alice had me on like 200 grams of protein a day so You're a big boy, exactly. <laughs> but where I'm obviously trying to maintain the muscle mass, but lose body fat. So I was on. He kept me on about 200 calories, uh, 200 grams of protein a day. Yeah. Now I'm not. Now I'm not dieting, and just looking to maintain what I've got, maintain the yeah. physique I've got. Would I? Would I stay on 200 grams of protein a day, or is that now I'm not in a calorie defect? Is that a bit high? Uh, deficit. You mean um, deficit. How much do you weigh? Uh, about ninety-one kilos now. Yeah, I mean, generally we we say to go for around two grams per kilo of body of, of lean body mass. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I mean, Ellis definitely knows what he's doing. He's been doing this for a long time and quite successfully as well. I might add, um, two hundred grams. Uh, uh, firstly, I wouldn't get massively caught up in getting it exactly right because sure. um a lot of this is you know you can make arguments for either way but I, you know in general we say to aim for between 1.5 and 2 grams of protein per kilo of lean body mass so yeah 180 180 i would say for you is probably about yeah. right for maintenance because that's i think something that which which was your point i think that people are probably underestimating how much like that's actually quite a lot of protein for me but yeah a fair bit bigger but that's i struggle to get that without supplementing like 200 grams so 180 yeah two, yeah i mean that yeah that's a lot i think people people overestimate how much protein they eat so you know they think well i've had a few eggs and a tin of tuna or a chicken breast i'm done 
it's really they're really not yeah. um but uh, what i might add is that this is all very specific to individuals so um you know 200 grams is a, is is challenging for you that's going to be nearly impossible for a female who weighs you know 50 kilos right yeah you know that, that you know that's going to be way too high and unnecessary um to that degree is there's a number of benefits to keeping protein higher you know firstly protein is satiating so it makes you feel fuller for longer um there's a higher thermic effect from eating protein so your body there's a digestion cost to like breaking down protein so you burn more calories eating it than you would from, from carbs and fat um and also most importantly it's great for retaining lean tissue. So, um, you know, a really important point for people here is whilst you're in this isolation period, they're going to be worried about um, putting on weight. But what they're not going to be factoring in is that if they are not doing any resistance training, they will be losing muscle mass. Um, So you may be standing on the scales daily and if you'd you know say in a period of a week if you'd put on two pounds of fat and you'd lost two pounds of muscle for argument's sake um you would be net no change on the scales so you might think that's a pretty successful week you know i've not put on any weight i've not lost any weight i've eaten averagely and i've not really trained that's not giving you a very clear picture of your body composition that's just telling you that your weight has stayed the same um so uh, you know, the, the next sort of tip that I would be giving people is to be carving in some kind of resistance training every single day. Um, you know, so you're getting your steps in, you're eating nutrient dense food, you've upped your protein intake, or you certainly maintained it like you are, um, to 1.5 to 2 grams per kilo of lean tissue a day. Make sure you now include at least five sessions of resistance training every week, preferably every day. Um, And having no equipment is no excuse to be not doing anything. It really isn't. Um, uh, You know, we know from literature that no one's losing any muscle or fitness in the first three weeks of this isolation. Yeah. Right. It doesn't happen that quickly. You know, if you stop weight training, you don't lose three pounds of muscle in the first week. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. Yeah. So you've you've got a bit of a grace period. So if you haven't done anything yet, there's, you know, no massive harm done. All right. So um, start now if you haven't already. There are endless amounts of free workouts now on, on social media, on YouTube, on they're all over the place because yeah. every professional in my industry is now no no longer able to do things face to face. So there's loads of content. All PTs are now offering like online Skype calls, Zoom calls that can be like much more bespoke and specific to your training, um, and can structure a workout that is going to be hard enough certainly um, to elicit a an improvement in your strength and fitness. Don't get me wrong, we haven't got all the equipment and kit that we had in our fancy huge gym, 
but your body moves in exactly the same way whether you've got resistance or not okay yeah. so you know you know when you do a press up which is body weight that is still a horizontal push exactly the same that you that you would be doing a bench press for, for right. argument's sake you know if you if you're if you've got a suitcase full of clothes and you're picking up off the floor that is a deadlift you know if you're holding on to your kids and doing a squat you know that is a front squat the yeah. thing that the movement patterns remain the same regardless of what the stimulus is providing resistance so you know unless you're sitting you know even if you're sitting in a jail cell with no with no content to lift you can still be doing body weight exercises lunges squats sit-ups crunches planks you know there are endless variations if anyone's watched the um the live workouts we do most of them are done without any kit yeah um uh, and you know people's concern is that without heavy weight they're going to lose muscle mass we know that this isn't true um you know it's not optimal don't get me wrong but you can maintain and build lean tissue without huge amounts of weight by working to failure right um so so one thing i would say is um for those of you that have you know made loads of gains you want to keep your your muscle mass um and you want to keep your body fat low go through all those points your steps your protein um, your free content online, doing your body weight workouts, but make sure that you are working to failure. Okay. Not every set, not every time, but you know, at least a few sets a session work to failure. Yeah. Um, because we know that is the way for you to maintain muscle mass. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Sorry, I, I let you broke up the last point you just made. I can't, I can't even remember. How did you finish the sentence? <laughs> Said you're a total prick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I can do more press-ups than you, so... Yeah, mm, challenge accepted. <laughs> Mate, I, I've been doing these seven workouts every day. They are killing me. Yeah. I, I just think my point was that um, everyone, everyone can and should be doing some form of resistance training. Yeah, and the point... Every day. The point going to failure is probably actually a quite good point because that, that's a difficult thing to to know, isn't it? If you're someone who's used to used to used to lifting heavy weights and they're bench pressing and on whatever else, and now they don't have any weights at home to maintain that, that's yeah. a good point to make. They should still do press ups to failure, like you say, not necessarily every set, but should still be taxing their muscles to. You you can work every muscle in your body to failure with no equipment. I'll tell you what is a difficult one I've found is shoulders. How do I work out shoulders without any weight? I mean, if you just hold your arms out to your side, Rick, you'll work your shoulders to failure, mate. <laughs> uh, um, okay, so things like pike push-ups. So um, if you flex at the hips so that you're sort of facing your upper body down towards the floor, right. um, then you could work your delts to failure there. Okay, nice. Um, you know, the hard, the hard things are the horizontal rows, like seated rows or pull-ups, um, and, and as you say, shoulders. You know, you're going to have to get a bit creative there um, to do that. Like, uh, you know, it, it, everyone, let's not, let's not, um, look, let's be realistic. Everyone's got something they can use as weight at home. Right. Everyone. Yeah. yeah? Um, so whether it's bottles of water or, um, you know, I, I I recently bought like just a crate of water. So like 24 bottles of water still in their like plastic packaging. 
you can do everything with that. Right. Yeah. You know, you can do bent, bent over rows, deadlifts, back squats, front squats, push press, shot, you know, military press, front raises, lat raises. You can do everything. Yeah. Um, and, and that's what three quid. Yeah. You know, everyone can go and buy that. Um, you know, you know, things like just household items, a, a really easy way to do it is, you know, like the, like carry on luggage bags that you get. Yeah. Um, which pretty much everyone's got, everyone's got a bag of some yeah. sort, Good fill job. it with heavy, fill it with heavy shit from home Yeah, and you can do everything. Um, put the kitchen covered so, in it. Yeah. Put your kitchen covered in it. I'll put um, yours in it. Yeah. Wow. You that. can't come around. So you can't. <laughs> yeah. Everyone can, everyone can do something. You know, I, I think it's worth like setting yourself up with a little area at home where you just leave some bits of kit there um, and get yourself a little program that works every, every part of your body. Uh, you know, if you, if you're a real fitness nerd, you'll have already done this. Um, and you've already got yourself a little plan. If you're not, and you don't know where to start, then just go onto a page like, like ours at the better body group. Um, and just do the home workouts. Yeah. You know, it's there every day. It's a great way to start your day. Um, and, can be done at any time you know I, I always say to people to try and do something first thing in the morning i think that really helps you know in quarantine or not i think that really helps with your brain chemistry yeah um, all, all important here you know another thing people can be doing um and stop me if this is getting a bit ranty and boring but um is this is a great opportunity to educate yourself about health and fitness you know lots of people but all of the information about how to keep yourself well is available for free um, online. Yeah, you might have to sift through some of the some of the um, noise, but um, you know, there's loads of good books that you can buy about nutrition, about exercise, about yeah, well-being. There's still, still a load of bollocks out there as well, isn't there? I was uh, a YouTube advert popped up the other day, right? And it was a guy standing there with his top off on his balcony, nice sunny background and he was ranting and raving about this number one health food that you need to be eating in order to um be burning fat and 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 fat burning foods sign up to my program and i'll give you these 10 foods that you need to make sure you have in your diet there's this one number one food though and you have to subscribe to my channel first go to my website subscribe blah 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 and i'll tell you this one food you should be eating to make sure you're um maximizing burning burning fat and it's just like yeah. fuck off what is it it's, like, it's dust, dust dust and ice cubes <laughs> dust and ice cubes that'll do it <laughs> that'll sort you right out yeah look don't get me I wrong there is so still some fucking noise out there so right? many dickheads there's so much misinformation in our industry it's, it's just the worst but i mean I, 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 probably a, a better route to go is to find some some book like well-reviewed books I know perhaps if I send you a list, actually, Rick, you could put it on the show notes. Yeah, yeah. Because um, there's loads and loads of good books that you can read about this stuff, written by lifelong experts, you know, yeah. who who have no, who, who aren't trying to sell a product. You know, the first the first thing to make you skeptical about anyone is if they are trying to sell you a specific food or product or tool to help you lose fat. That's just you know. Yeah, there are no secrets. Everything you need to know about fat loss, I've just explained. Yeah. Create a calorie deficit, eat nutrient-dense foods, move around more and lift weights. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So you're trying to do your own your own transformation, right? You're, trying, you're going to go use this time to get lean. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah. We've, I took my before pictures on Tuesday. Um, and, I, yeah, yeah, I was looking a bit bit soft actually <laughs> are you putting a um a date on it then how long are you doing it for um i haven't decided just when when i am proud enough of how i look i think yeah, fair enough, uh, then you're, yeah, take the um, picture. yeah it's difficult i'll probably keep doing it uh, listen i'm not i'm like everyone else so i need some structure and discipline to be able to do stuff like this so i'm, I'm only really doing it to be one to prove that it can be done but two to hold myself accountable to other people. That's how, that's how you get good results. Yeah. Is if, if there's pressure on you to keep it. I mean, you've done this recently, you committed to a date to take your photos and then you bought into the process. If you're not accountable to anyone, certainly during this period of isolation, it is likely that you won't be disciplined enough to create a daily deficit. Yeah. Um, that's why it's so, that's why there's so much value in if you have a personal trainer or have had one, still keep using them because it's not about that hour that you spend or half an hour you spend each week um, over a Zoom call or a Skype call with them. It's about being accountable to someone else. Yeah, yeah. Um, I found that massively helped with, with Ellis and it's something I've never done before. But I was like, well, if I've never achieved that physique that I wanted, then I need to do things I've never done before. So I was like, right, I'll... I'll sign up right. and I'll, yeah. I'll get Ellis to, to help me through this. And that was a big part of it. It's just staying in touch with him. Like, I fucking struggle today, mate. I've almost quit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've felt like this all day. And he, he, he helped me along the way in terms of just a few simple things. Like, when are you eating your carbs? I was eating all my carbs of an evening because I like yeah. a big evening meal. And he was like, have them before your workout because I was Correct. struggling, struggling with my workouts. Yeah. Just simple things like that. And he was asked me, what's how much veggie you eating? And I realised, well, I'm eating probably the same amount I've, I've always ate. And he was like, no, up it. Like, and that helped yeah. massively, which resonated when you said about broccoli earlier. What yeah. I do is yeah. for my evening meal would look ridiculous for the amount of vegetables I'd eat. But I'd come off the back of it and I'd be full up. So I'd, I'd be less inclined yeah. to go back to the fridge and look for something else. No one's ever got fat eating vegetables. Mm, there you go. You heard it here first, folks. Guys, um, you know, what yeah, bears? sure. What about a fat bear in the woods? He only eats fruit and veg. He's fat. All right, well, I can't argue with that. <laughs> yes, got him. Yeah. Um, I think if you're keeping your, like, for, for human beings, Rick, because no bears oh, right, okay. will be listening to this. Um, if you're keeping your, um, you know, the caveat to that is that, you know, when people douse it with, like, dressings and oils and things, um, then that massively ups the calorie density of it. But you know, if you're keeping your foods simple and lean and whole foods, then you'll be fine. I mean, I, I don't, I don't. When I'm trying to drop body fat, I'm not tracking my calories. I'm just being very sensible with the foods I'm eating. Right. Um, I'm you like know? you. I like, I like to out train the food. Yeah. Because I, because I love exercise and, and I like spending like I, I will happily spend an hour or two every day doing something i feel like i need to actually yeah for, for my mental health sometimes yeah once, once you start adding in the long walk on top of your workouts and trying to stay active for the day with chores or whatever then you can get get yourself with a pretty decent pretty decent neat going right yeah yeah that's right that's exactly right you well, speak a lot you speak a lot you speak a lot of wisdom you yeah, do Rick. I, I know bruv i know well, I learn from the best. 
Oh yeah. What are you doing? How are you coping at home? Yeah, all right. Everything. Like I said, I've had uh, I've had random again, similar to you. My industry vanished overnight. That's been difficult. That took some working out. I just had my last thing in the diary cancelled this week with Wimbledon tennis, so that was a shame. Oh shit! Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that all that kind of stuff, I've kind of been all right with because. You know when we're all in it together and everyone's in the same boat? <laughs> That's so true. You kind of take some peace from that, don't you? Yeah. But, um, yeah it's not like, yeah, it's not like you're the only one suffering. Yeah, exactly. i tell you what I, I have found, though, which is something I need to try and sort out, is getting jealous and envious and even annoyed at people that have still got a job and are still working and have still got, you know, a pursuit or something that they're still getting up for every day do you know what I mean yeah but yeah, I think so. for every one of those people they'll be thinking I'm really jealous I can't be at home yeah true like, with my family yeah, um, you know and, and, and I think it's worth remembering as well that you know we're, we're inside because it's dang, it's a fucking dangerous virus you know and so like some people like my brother for example he's having to still work right and yeah. that means getting on a train every day going into town you know these key workers yeah, I mean that's yeah, it's dangerous. Yeah. And I think there are people who are like have no health symptoms have been dying, and that's pretty scary. Yeah, that is very scary. Scary that um, when you think that viruses can mutate, right, and they can change. That's a scary one. But that's something else that I'm also. <laughs> what we love. Sorry, I don't know. I don't know. Just <laughs> the word mutate makes me Oh, sorry, mate. You're, very you're, you're breaking up, thankfully. Um, Wimbledon, right? They, I, I read today they took out some sort of um, insurance for viruses and they've got some huge £100 million payout. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. First I've heard of that one. <laughs> that could be made up. I double-checked that. I read it. So it must be true. In the Daily Mail? <laughs> it actually could well have been. <laughs> um, but after the SARS outbreak, I think they took out some sort of virus insurance, which I didn't think we were allowed to do, or I didn't think you could. Because in, in the leisure industry, they've said no one's, <clears throat> no one's covered. Right. Um, so that was interesting. They also said, Rick, <clears throat> you better be able to answer this, that... Um, Instead of saying it was cancelled, they said it's been postponed. Right. Yeah. But they postponed it to June 2021. So surely that just means it's been cancelled. Uh, yeah, it does. Absolutely. I wonder if that's just a language thing they're trying to uh, call it. That might be something to cancelled. do with, yeah, that might be something to do with like the legalities of it. Could be, yeah. They might not be able to claim it if they've had to, I don't know. Who knows? But yeah, sad, sad, sad time. Haven't, it is because this is it since World War Two. Yeah, it's, it's crazy, isn't it? Right, that's been cancelled, and well, it's just it is a sad time. It would have been a good summer, wouldn't it, of sport, yeah, Euros, crazy. the Olympics. Yeah, crazy year for it to happen, really, isn't it? Not that any year is a good year, but I mean, I just hope that we get some portion of the summer in. Like, yeah, it's not like because if this takes us through to. Oh, October and it starts getting dark again I'm out 
<laughs> officially out. Yeah, I mean, that, that's that, business. My my gratitude will be wearing thin by then, Rick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the journaling and meditation won't get you through a winter. Yeah. This. Yeah. I'll be smashing the place up by then. Um, well, Ricky, any more good questions you got in your locker? No, I don't think so. We'll save them for the next episode, eh? Okay, friend. Look, you, it's been quite nice talking to you today. Yeah, you too, mate. Um, I think any, just any other person to talk to. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone. <laughs> it helps. Very grateful for technology as well, actually, at the moment with FaceTiming and Skype for the family and stuff. It's good. Yeah. Do you know what, as well, I think it's nice for like the, um, the older generation to be like becoming literate because if they hadn't had this it would be such a struggle being on your own like having to isolate for that amount of time just not talking to anyone would be just awful yeah yeah and being able to see them i think massively helps what's no, what's, maybe, what's on the agenda for the rest of the day then have you worked out already no no i i haven't i've um i'm going to train now and then i'm going to go take the dog out and then I'll structure the rest of my day around food. Cool. It sounds fun. <laughs> I'll probably overconsume for the rest of the day. <laughs> I don't know, Rick. Who knows? We're taking it a day at a time here. We're doing our best, aren't we, mate? Absolutely. Hopefully we all are. All right, friends. All right, mate. Good chat. I will Good catch up them, with you. Some of the books as well, yeah? Yes, I will. I've got a list of them in front of me right now, so I'll do that right now. Perfect. All right, mate. Catch all right, up soon. Later. Peace out. There you go, folks. I hope you managed to take something away from all that. Uh, we'll be back doing it again soon. We're going to try and get some guests on. As I said, in the meantime, please uh, give us a rate and review. Please subscribe to the podcast. Help us get uh, more listeners. Keep your chins up and we'll see you next time.